1: ditto heads attention Bo Scouts goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly it's time for the soul of excellence
0: he is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York
1: the rush hour is on the air rush
0: rush
1: now here's Bo Snerdly
2: Thursday here we are Boston Early's Rush Hour, you're invited. 800 848 9222, 800 848 WABC, all day long. Uh, lots of news, as usual. There are warnings that uh, uh, Liz Cheney, we haven't seen the last of Liz Cheney. She's opened up a pack of whatever the name of it is, and she's supposedly going to be running, trying to run for president. To highlight how awful Donald Trump is, there was a story, I think, in the Wall Street Journal about how we should all be worried about this. I'm not worried about it at all. I hope she does. I hope she tours the country. I hope Liz Cheney finds out exactly what the what the, the Trump base, the large Trump base, thinks about her. Uh, I've asked our producer, Jen Grodd, to see if she can get a hold of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for Monday. I just read right before the show started that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been permanently kicked off of Facebook. You know, he disagrees with a lot of people on these vaccines. He has his own take on the vaccines. And I want to hear what he has to say. I don't necessarily think I'll agree with him. I may end up agreeing with him. But you know what? I'm so tired of this This. I'm so tired of these liberals and their canceled culture and their let's stomp out anybody that has anything to say other than the official government line. So since Facebook doesn't want you to hear what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has to say, I hope if we can't get him Monday, we'll just keep working and, and at the first available opportunity try to get him on this show so that at least we can hear what he has to say. Now it's different if you if if you do have a platform and people listen to your platform and then they decide, eh, I don't like what you're doing, I don't like what you're saying. So I say all that to say goodbye to Brian Seltzer over at CNN. Uh Brian is gone, his show is gone. And yeah, you know, I don't wish anybody any harm, especially in this industry. You know, you learn earlier on please don't dance on the grave of other people or on their bad luck, because bad luck can hit you in the butt any minute if you're in the broadcast industry. So I'm I'm not, no schadenfreude here. Uh, they're canceling their Sunday media Fair show, Reliable Sources. Brian Stelter departing from the network. CNN's new chief, Chris Licht, informed Stelter of the decision yesterday. He's been making cuts throughout the network since he took the helm. I don't know, who else does he cut? Stelter came to CNN from the New York Times as a top media reporter. He departs CNN as an impeccable broadcaster. Amy Intelli CNN's Executive Vice President for Talent and Content Development, says, We are proud of what Brian and his team accomplished over the years, and we are confident their impact and influence will long outlive the show. If you're so proud of him, why isn't he on the air? Why are you getting rid of him if you're so proud of him? If you're so wonderful, jazzed about how the show did. Uh, Brian, according to uh Review, no, I'm sorry, American Wire News, says that he uh, issued a bizarre tweet afterwards. He says, he picked a bad day to violate the ABC rule. Always be charging. He took the kiddos out sightseeing in Midtown Manhattan. And his phone is at two percent. He wrote. So apparently we'll hear from him later after he recharges his phone. But you know, listen. There are some. There are some. There are some sort of schadenfreude tweets that are listed in the American Wire news story. The Babylon B is one that caught my attention. It says, <clears throat> their tweet says, hey, at Brian Stelter, would you be interested in working for the B? We're looking for talent with experience putting out funny fake news. You come, highly recommended. Shoot me a DM if you're interested. That's from Seth Dillon, great guy over at the Babylon B." Monica Crowley, our beautiful friend, Mo- Monica Crowley. Brian Stelter and Liz Cheney getting canned the same week is like Christmas, Mardi Gras, and Independence Day all at the same time. Yeah. And there are others. But to be fair, there are also others who believe that it's a terrible move. Some guy from some group called PressWatchers.org says it's terrible. He was the symbol of a media establishment willing to question itself. He was a flawed but essential voice in national media. His firing is a win for all of the wrong people. Oh, there are wrong people in this now. Clara Jeffrey, I don't know who she is. She has a check mark though, so she must be somebody, I guess. I don't have a check mark on Twitter because I never applied for one. I don't need one. I don't want one. This is not a good sign for at CNN. At Brian Stolter has been reporting on media failures at CNN and elsewhere to properly warn about rising autocracy, and had been calling for more reporting. Period. Well, that's not all Brian did. That's not why so many people are unhappy. You know, they remember some of the biased or remarks that appear to be very, very biased. But anyway, that's that. We look bright. We wish him well. Or at least most of us wish him well. You know i may have to hit the car switch a little bit i have the sniffles today and i don't know how it just happens some days you wake up today i just woke up ever since i woke up i've had the sniffles yeah i mean i'm you know and, and so you if you hear me sniffling some of you might be questioning like what's going on i've never done coke not one day in my life not ever just so you know don't get nervous i'm not just saying you know, I just have the sniffles, that's all. Okay, James Carville. You know, I've, I've had conversations with James Carville, and they have been very civil. I love his wife. Mary Matlin is a friend of mine. I adore Mary Matlin. She is amazing. And I've had conversations with James Carville. Rush used to call him Serpent Head, as you may remember. But uh, Carville, (laughs) this one's in BizPack Review today. James Carville, majority of GOP voters are real, stupid, evil, racist, misogynist. Democratic operative and commentator James Carville railed against stupid Trump voters who quote-unquote don't believe in evolution. And he asserted that a substantial number of people in the Republican Party are evil. Carville vomited his disgust and hatred for Republicans in a candid interview with The Hill. The longtime Democrat strategist was asked about GLP primaries, about Liz Cheney, blah, blah, blah. So what does he do? He brings up Lester Maddox. The segregationist Democrat who was the governor of Georgia in 1967. That was before Jimma took over. He says that the problem is that the Republican Party has is Lester Maddox. The problem with the prisoners in Georgia, Lester Maddox, you should say, is the quality of the inmate. So Carver says the problem of the Republican Party is they've got really stupid people the problem of the Republican Party, they got really stupid people that vote in their primaries. And when you have that, you're gonna get in really stupid people demand to have really stupid leaders. And that's where the stupid we- people. And that's where the Republican Party is right now. During the interview, James Carville uh, dramatically claimed the thuggish Mar a Lago raid on Trump's residence by the FBI and events surrounding the former president could be the biggest star since 9-11. He warned that Republican candidates will have to comment on it, just as Democrat candidates will have to explain away inflation. So, James Carver says that you people, y'all the stupidest, you Republicans, y'all stupid. Y'all the stupidest people, y'all don't believe in evolution. Y'all, some backwards hicks. Don't believe. He, he, he I mean, this guy. He, he, listen to this. There, people. He's talking about us. Actually, racism is evil, right? Misogyny is evil, right? I'm sorry. All right, and that's what he says. Racism, evil. All that evil. He says, a pronoun to me is okay, fine. I, I mean, it's a little like you know. Like if you want to be a vegan, I don't care. Eat what you want to eat, all right? But, but 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 that's not the same thing. Being evil, misogynist. So he says not everybody's like that. Obviously, there's some very high quality, you know, smart, patriotic Republicans. But they're not in the majority. They ain't in the majority. The majority of them don't believe in evolution. They are stupid. Oh yeah, I wonder what the ma- I wonder what the majority of Republican people think of James Carville. So there's the raid. There is the affidavit. There's the decision by Bruce Rheingold that the uh, Department of Justice has to do their redactions, and this 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 affidavit may be released next week. That spurred on. This raid of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. We'll see. We shall see if this is a game changer or not. Meanwhile, we've got much to do. Your telephone calls welcome, 800-848-WABC, 848-9222. And we're coming right back. Woo!
1: This is The Rush Hour with Bo Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You having a good time, Joe?
2: WABC Talk Radio 77, The Dave Clark Five. You remember the Dave Clark Five was our answer to the British invasion. The Beatles were as hot as they could be. The Rolling Stones had rolled out. We had to have an answer. It was the Dave Clark Five. WBC Talk Radio 77. You want to be part of today's program, 800 Eight four eight nine do, do do Judy in disguise You know, Donald Trump has um inserted himself, shall we say in the House Democratic primary races here in New York. He has me this is hilarious. This is one of the reasons I just love Donald Trump. I love this man. He has uh, endorsed two Democrats. Lawyer Dan Goldman is running for Congress in New York's 10. And President Donald Trump says, It's my great honor to strongly endorse him. I do this not because of the fact that he headed up the impeachment committee and lost, but because he was honorable, fair, and highly intelligent. That was a statement that uh, <laughs> Donald Trump released endorsing Dan Goldman. While it was my honor to beat him and beat him badly... Don Goldman has a wonderful future ahead. Immediately, his opponent jumped all over it. She said, Donald Trump just endorsed my multi-millionaire, my multimillionaire opponent in case you need a reminder of what the stakes are. Yeah, I love it. Goldman, by the way, isn't happy that President Trump endorsed him. I just love this. And then uh, in this battle between the two Democrat juggernauts, Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney, Donald Trump weighed in on behalf of Carolyn Maloney. He says, uh, he said, a vote for Carolyn Maloney in New York 12 is a vote for the future. She's a kind and wonderful person who has always said terrific things about me and will support me no matter what I do, just as I supported her very early on. She begged for a check with no quid pro quo, and I gave it to her. In fact, I gave her many. So, President Trump is reminding everybody that he has supported Carolyn Maloney, not just with words, but with. Chaos with money. He has some words to say about Nadler, too. He says, so On the other hand, Jerry Nadler is likewise a hard driving man where energy and attention to detail is unlike anyone else in Congress. He's high energy, sharp, quick witted, and bright. You can't go wrong with either, but Carolyn Maloney is the better man. <laughs> She will lead our country to a very green and prosperous future. Carolyn has my complete and total endorsement. She will never let our conservative movement down. That's a hell of an endorsement.
3: Whether you like it or not.
2: She responded. She said, this is laughable, and I reject any endorsement from Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't respect women. He instigated the attacks on January the 6th and claimed that the 2020 election was a big lie. Yeah, you took his money, didn't you, Carolyn? Back in the day, you took his money. What say you about that? Have you returned any of that money? Our country is in serious trouble. Yeah. So there you go. Donald Trump endorsing two Democrats here in New York. And they just don't seem to appreciate. Uh, Our princess of policy, our very own, beautiful, wonderful, highly intelligent, the most intelligent woman in America for real, Diana Mead, Princess Di, has sent me a story. I just looked at my message box, and it's in there. Ron DeSantis, the governor of the free state of Florida, has, has had... 20 criminals arrested for voting fraud. Apparently, these 20 are convicted, either convicted murderers or convicted sexual, of or people that have been convicted of sexual crimes. And under Florida law, they are not, even though they're felons, and Democrats made sure that they could give as many felons as possible the right to vote, murderers and sexual abusers like that were disqualified from that. They're still not allowed to vote, even after they did their time. And apparently, these 20, this assortment of uh, 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 murderers, rapists and the like, voted anyway. I mean, they're just being good, good Democrats, most likely. And now they've been arrested. Developing story, we shall see where this goes. And we'll also see whether Democrats do what I would expect him to do, which is to flash out in anger that their criminals have have now been charged with voter fraud. By the way, I thought that there was no fraud at all in the last... Isn't that what we were told? No fraud. Now, we talked earlier about the fact that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been banned from Facebook. He's not the only one. Facebook has now banned the libs of TikTok for good. For good. Done. They're done with Facebook. After they released a series of tweets about Boston Children's Hospital. Now, Boston's Children's Hospital is saying that they have been inundated with threats of violence and all sorts of other things after the libs of TikTok put a piece up that said that they were, they were offering gender affirming care to young people. Now the way that this story is being reported, ladies and gentlemen, is that the libs of TikTok claimed that Boston, this children's, Boston's Children's Hospital was giving hysterectomies to minor children. I read the text, and that is not what the text says. That, is what is, that is what is being reported in the media. Claimed that Boston Children's Hospital is, was giving hysterectomies to minors. That's not what the Post said. It said that they were doing this to young people. And and Boston Children's Hospital released their policy, which says that they don't give hysterectomies to anyone under the age of 18.
3: 18
2: years old would you qualify an 18 year old as a young person i'm 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 not trying to be flippant i'm just trying to understand what many of us would think i view 18 year olds as a young person i don't think that there was anything about what libs of tiktok posted that was wrong they said that this hospital was giving these procedures to young people to me 18 years old younger are young people and boston children's hospital says that they don't even have consultations with people until they are 17 or 18. 17 is still young, so is 18. But now, because those claims have spread, and because because liberals are highly upset, right now, Libs of TikTok has been thrown off of Facebook. There at some point, I am telling you at some point, we as a society have to do something about Facebook and this cancel culture. So today, Facebook gets rid of the quote-unquote anti-vaxxers that they don't want to hear from, and they get rid of a woman who has done yeoman's work highlighting what liberals are actually doing inside hospitals in the name of helping to create an environment for "quote unquote gender affirming procedures 800 848 9222 800 848 WABC's number to call we're coming back on Boston University rush hour right after this
1: the rush hour is on the air Attention Ditto Heads, Attention Bo Scouts, Rush. on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Well, I know who this is. This is insane. This is Dion Warwick. Not the my name. Dave Clark 5. Speak my name. Deja vu. Alright, Pete. What's going on there?
3: I'm getting a lot of calls, Bo.
2: About what, Pete?
3: That last song, Judy in Disguise. Yeah, yeah. It's by John Fred
2: and his Playboys. Ooh. Who screwed that up? Could have been anyone. I did. Simply no way to know. (laughs) I saw I just saw it listed. I said, Oh, I'm looking at the list. I see in the list it says Dave Clark Five, Judy in Disguise. I said, I wanna hear Judy in Disguise. I didn't even think twice about it. Sorry guys. It's a great song. It is a great song. Apology accepted. Thank you. I'm sorry you're getting Sorry you're getting so many calls.
3: You know, it's it's just one of those days.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. This is Dion Wowick on WABC. Remember Catch at Night coming up next. Boston Children's Hospital. Let's get back to this. Inundated by harassment campaign over trans. Health services. This is typical. If you did a Google search and you looked at all the stories about this, you will see so many stories <clears throat> that basically say this Libs of TikTok posted. Listen to this paragraph. The attacks against the hospital started when the conservative Twitter account Libs of TikTok posted a range of false information about the services provided by the hospital. The article and online attention that follows was based on the incorrect statement that Boston Children performs hysterectories on minors in connection with transgender care. Okay, Libs of TikTok never said minors. Go read the post and Wrong. then see who's giving incorrect information here. They said performed on young people, not on minors. Okay. So the hospital says age 18 is used to reflect the standard age of majority for medical decision-making. Boston Children's does not and will not perform a hysterectomy as part of a gender-affirming care on a patient under the age of 18. Okay, glad to know it. But you know what? You know what they took off their website? I have to find the the, uh, the uh, Fox story. Because they did take something off of their website about another treatment that they offer. And I will find that story. I thought I had it right here in front of me. How embarrassing that I know? It's about another procedure that apparently they do provide to minors. So I'll let you know about that when we find it. <clears throat> but they are trying to criminalize this woman. And they're trying to demonize this woman, Lives of TikTok, because you know what she has done successfully? She has pointed out in their own words, we play some of the things that she finds on TikTok. We play them every week, especially on the Saturday show. And some of the things that you hear out of the mouths of these liberals are simply remarkable. By the way, one of my good friends will join us tomorrow. Along with Princess Di, he is a former guest host of the Rush Limbaugh program. His name is Todd Herman. Many of you remember Todd. Todd is just an amazing broadcaster. Todd started reporting on these transgender procedures very early and what they were doing in Washington state. And he has one of the most interesting perspectives about all of this. Now, there's also something in here in the stories that I must say, and this I do believe because it has been reported in a number of these publications, that there have been threats made. And I do find that believable, sadly. Some people have suggested that the people who perform these procedures be executed and and otherwise harm comes to them do i believe that those kind of things happen yes because the internet is filled with all kind of trolls who are out of their minds
1: not good
2: and they don't have to be trolls from just the right there are all sorts of people who find the anonymity that they get on the internet sites, on social media platforms, and use it as an excuse to say vile and horrible things. So I don't want to excuse that. But the reporting on this, which is intended to damage lives of TikTok, is grotesque. They are deliberately taking what she said out of context in a false gotcha campaign against Libs of TikTok, because she has been, more than any other site, responsible for bringing to the American people what is happening in schools, among teachers, and what is happening, in some cases, in the medical communities. There's a related story today in the Daily Mail. Republicans bash. Bash, of course. They don't expose, they bash. Bash. Republicans bash top U.S. pediatrics body for harmful, woke, trans care policy and seek scrutiny. Republicans have accused the top pediatrics body of bowing to woke activists and fast-tracking trans teens into puberty blockers and hormones, saying they will investigate the health scandal if they retake the House in November midterms. Now what comes out in this story among other things is that leaked internal documents from the American Academy of Pediatrics show that there are dozens of US pediatricians who say that this this American Academy of Pediatrics is responsible for pushing policies that are harmful, that offer a drugs-first approach on adolescents, and that the American Academy of Pediatrics is deliberately blocking anybody who is trying to at least review their policy toward the quote-unquote gender-affirming, and who comes up with this language, gender-affirming Procedures. See, it's all the, the left always uses words like this. Now, we have heard from Christine, who calls this show, we love Christine. Christine's just trans. We've heard from other people that are trans that find it irresponsible that puberty blockers and other things are given to children below age because they are not, in, in the opinion of some, not mature enough to make these decisions. This is a legitimate debate that should be held. At what age do children have enough capability to weigh in on life-altering decisions that will change them for the rest of their lives? This is a legitimate discussion. But as in all legitimate discussions these days, there's an effort made to suppress the views of people that disagree with the left. The only views that liberals are ever tolerant are of are their own views. Anyone that offers any contrasting views, you see what happens on social media. I don't care whether it's the vaccine, I don't care whether it's on any issue concerning race relations, whatever it is. If you don't agree with the left, their response is a, t- 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 a totalitarian response. Shut you down. Shut you up. Do not allow any conversation to take place that would inform the citizenry other than what their own views are. These people do not believe in free speech. They do not believe in the fair exchange of ideas, and they do not believe in freedom. The only freedom they believe in is their own. They don't believe in the freedom for anyone else in this country. I hope that these issues are able to be heard. They're able to be discussed in the public square. And I do think that no one should be intimidated these doctors at these hospitals should not be obviously subject to threats from loons and from kooks and people who make these threats should be held to account. At the same time, the people who are shutting down people, if you're offering a business to the public as your business as a service to the public as a town square and you're shutting down voices that you don't hear, it is time that Congress take away the monopoly protections that these companies like Facebook, Google, and other social media platforms have. If they wanna act like censors and they wanna shut down discussion, then make them subject to lawsuits. Don't keep giving them the blanket right as if they're a public utility they are not they are simple publishers and if they want to shut people down then allow them to face the consequences of their business as publishers not as some kind of public service utility because they are not serving the public interest by shutting down the side of the debate that they don't want to hear james golden aka Snurley, coming back more after this
1: some of these people need to go to a woke detox center or something this is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Stupid wokeness.
0: Because now it's Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry. Because Johnny's
2: come back to me. All right, who is this? Come on, Pete. Pete, who's singing this? John Fred and his Playboy band. Am I I have that right? No. Not listening, in fairness. I'm I'm editing the show right now. Okay, thanks. All right, Kevin, who's this? Look, not even Rich can get it. Yeah, you all know who this is. Not even Rich. Girl bands I wanna say the shy Lights, but that's not, not the shy Lights. <laughs> Patula Clark is not Patula Clark. Oh, he'll get calls in a moment. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Catch It Night is up next. Let's head to the telephones, shall we? Leonard in the Bronx, welcome you on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, Leonard?
3: Aye, aye, aye. Good afternoon, uh, Mr. Golden. It's a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Uh, regarding the armed 85,000 new uh, IRS agents, there, there's, there's a problem there. Because the American public has not been informed in a complete disclosure, complete transparency of what is involved with these people, what they can do, what they cannot do, uh, what way they can act, what way they cannot act, and so on. That needs to be done immediately by nationwide television, by the president of the United States, i say. You know, like, for example, under what circumstances – uh, could an armed agent appear at someone's... Okay, door le- at
2: le- Leonard, let me stop you there. The 87,000, not eighty-five, eighty thousand 80,000 agents will not all be armed. There was a tweet that was put out, or, or actually in an ad, that was put out by the IRS that said that some of these that these agents that are going to be hired should not have an aversion to being armed. There has never been a blanket policy yet, from the IRS that says these 87,000 agents will be armed. That is not known yet. If a portion of them are armed, I'm sure that they're going to have to disclose that. If they do intend on arming all 87,000, there had better be some hearings on that and why the IRS would feel the need to have 87,000 armed troopers looking into Americans who might fall into the disfavor of the IRS. Now, I think conservatives have every right to be suspicious. Lois Lerner is still sitting out here enjoying her retirement. There has never been any accountability for what happened during the Obama administration that is using the IRS as a political tool against conservatives and political opponents. I am not in favor of expanding the IRS. Joe Biden and his minions claim that these new agents are going to be to investigate uh, tax infractions on the wealthy. I don't believe Joe Biden for one minute. I don't believe anyone in this administration is capable of telling the truth. I think you have every right to be suspicious, but so far what we know is that they are intent on hiring 87,000 agents and that's all we know. We don't know yet whether there will be any or how many of those people that will be armed so i do appreciate the call and we're going to keep a close eye on this story leonard because you and every other american every other american that pays taxes that follows the rules that is also a conservative has every reason to question what the irs is going to do pamela in New Jersey. Welcome. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour.
0: Oh, hello. I think that was Leslie Gore singing that song.
2: It was. Oh, it was okay, Leslie right. Gore. And and oh, you know okay. what? Didn't Leslie Gore also do I'm sorry?
0: Um she did um uh she did a lot of boyfriend, uh I can't think of the name right now, but Cousin Brucey has been playing a lot of her. Yeah. Um and then I just heard that song uh, recently with Cousin Brucie. She sang um, something very similar to that. Uh, she, oh, it's what about that daughter, one about my and, you know, party? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, it's my party and I can cry if I want to. That was one of hers.
0: Right, right. And she had a third one about another boyfriend doing her bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, Pamela, thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate oh, but it. The, but, yes. But about
0: the IRS?
2: Sid yes, Morris yes. had
0: a good show on uh, the last couple of weeks about this. The uh, civil servants in um, D.C. Uh, are not supposed to be, become strong union-wise because they're afraid of them getting too powerful and becoming self-serving. And the I, th- this is not only the IRS advertising in a rather bizarre way about weaponry, um, but also their union is stronger, whereas they just abolished the Border Patrol uh, union, but they made the IRS union stronger. It is frightening, it is scary, and it uh, needs to be addressed.
2: Thank you, and you're absolutely right. And I agree. That when you look at the moves that they're making and how the Democrats want to staff up this IRS agency, you have to ask yourself very seriously why. Why? And we do know without a shadow of a doubt that the IRS under Obama and Lois Lerner was, was was used as a political weapon against the Republican Party, against conservatives in particular, conservative activist groups and groups that wanted to participate in the American political process. So any staffing of the IRS like this, to this magnitude, the IRS will be bigger than the Pentagon if these Democrats get their way and staff this agency like this. Folks, that is a scary thought. Pamela is absolutely right. And this this IRS, this new IRS will dwarf, in terms of number of personnel, most agencies of the United States government. It is a frightening thought if they are intent on misusing their power. Rick in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. It's Boston News Rush Hour. How are you, Rick?
3: I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Thanks Good, for thank you. Call. <laughs> um, I'm calling about the transgendering of the children. And it's the government that's pushing this on the children. The government's in control of all the schools. They're in control of the media now. We all know that. And the whole thing is, it's the same thing, it's an attack on the family values, the family system, and the population itself. They don't want the next generation reproducing. You know, they want to neuter as many of them as possible. And they also want them scared, constantly living in fear, and brainwashed with the climate change agenda, the global warming agenda, Agenda 21. They constantly have to think that the world is coming to an end, and you have to give up your freedom, your fuel, your food, your home, you're gonna have nothing left from the climate change scam, and the kids are having nightmares about it. A 10 and 12 year old kids are saying, I don't wanna have children when I grow up because the world is gonna be uninhabitable. That's child abuse.
2: It certainly is. I'm, you, you did this rather succinctly and fairly. What they are doing is creating a, dy- a dystopian view of the world that is chillingly, horrifically depressing. And that is their gift to children. We'll continue this discussion. Meanwhile, remember, tomorrow, Princess Di joins us. Tomorrow, T- Todd Herman will join us. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Remember, catch it night up next. And we are back tomorrow at 4 o'clock for Boston Nerdies Rush Hour and Saturday morning at 7 a.m. We'll see you then. Bye.
1: Our country is in serious trouble.